Hi. Hi. What's up? What's up, guys? So we had quite an eventful week. We did. A week of really diving headfirst into passion, which as absolutely incredible as it is, also kind of comes with a crash afterwards, which is so interesting. It is so, so true how that happens. It's the dopamine effect. I know. I actually love learning about the brain in that way and understanding the biological things that are happening inside my brain Mm -hmm. so that it's not a question of what's wrong with me, but what's happening inside there. Totally. Yeah. So what we're all alluding to, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw, is Carly and I did a trauma circle this week at Lancaster, which is actually where our brother Ryan lived for multiple periods of time and died. And we have done multiple together at this point. So this isn't the first one that I've done, but it was a very, very beautiful experience this week. They always are. Every group of guys is special. They all bring different things to the table. They all bring a lot of similar things to the table, which just reminds you of your shared humanity, mm-hmm. not only with them, but with each other. Them which with each is other. a huge part of the point of what we're going there to do is to connect with them and also connect them to each other. Yeah. So we go to different facilities this week. We were kind of close to home. And it was probably the most vulnerable group of guys I've been with, which was an absolute pleasure. It's just like an insane experience to watch people unwrap themselves in front of themselves and each other. Well, that feeling of really exposing who you are and exposing your life experiences and exposing the negative thought patterns that you've had about yourself and about life and just the more that you expose, the more gratified you become when people accept you for that exposure. It's just gorgeous. I just love it so much. I love to see these men reap the rewards of vulnerability because their fear and so many other people's fear is that when you reveal yourself, that's when you get crushed because it happens and it's happened throughout their lives over and over and over again. That narrative has been solidified by their life experiences. And so to risk opening yourself up again, but then to have the reward be connection and acceptance and love and genuine care I'm just so grateful to offer them that and to watch them offer it to each other. And I just, I want them to be able to have that every single day, all day. I want everyone to have that every single day, all day. I want everybody to be able to reveal themselves and to feel accepted for it. And that's what we're all craving all the time, that belonging. Yeah. This experience felt extra special to me in the way that there were photos attached to it. Yeah. And some of the photos that were shared on Instagram this week weren't from this last week's session. They were from a previous one. Yeah. But there was something very euphoric for Carly and I of being able to put faces and names to the stories and just bodies that we talk about of these men are so amazing and this, that, and the other. And you guys can listen to that all day, every day. And maybe you believe us, you know, or maybe you don't. That's fine too. But I think that an experience that I've had and I've learned throughout my life but very much so in the last six months of my life is when you do look humanity in the eye in a certain way, it's very hard to look away. Yeah. And I think for my community that's so removed from this world, and I know that there's so much, I I don't want to say fear, but it's very much so a topic that people are like, ooh. Unsure of how to think about it and what to feel. 100%. And so I think for both of us, you know, Carly had put up a beautiful post of a series of photos and 
being able to put faces to them definitely triggers a different level of inspiration in me. And she's felt this way for a long time of wanting to figure out how to further humanize these people Mm -hmm. to our communities and their communities to show how much there is back there. Right. Incarcerated people are just a microcosm of the larger community whose life experiences have molded their perspective on life, molded their perspective on themselves in a major way. And then the reaction to your understanding of your own self and your own worth and whether or not you feel you should be loved or cared for has a direct impact on how you feel about other people and their worth and how they should be loved. And so on a smaller scale, maybe, that is going on within each and every one of us at all times. Mm -hmm. Our perspective on ourselves and then our perspective on other people's. And I was talking about this with my friend Brian the other day about how we're only living one life. There are billions of people on this planet all living a life whose life experience is just as valid as mine. So to have respect for people's life experiences and I think it's hard to understand how much your life experience really shapes your perspective on how life should be lived, on what's right and what's wrong, on how we should treat other people as individuals, but also how we should treat people on a societal level, Mm -hmm. you know, on how much support and resources being invested into you or your community at large plays such a huge role in who you come to be as an adult. Mm -hmm. And just communicating with these men and understanding what they've been through, what they've lacked their entire lives, and how that has manifested into their self-worth and the narratives that they believe about life and about other people and about what other people feel about them and their response to what they think other people feel about them and them coming to realizations about how they label themselves, they label each other, they label people out here and how we do the same to them and how all of it just separates us. And that saying that we always talk about, which is trauma separates and community heals and just seeing the unraveling of those labels and those narratives and the building of a new narrative, which is that we all matter and it is of the utmost importance to invest into ourselves, to invest into each other. And I'm just, I'm obsessed with with watching it happen in front of my eyes. I'm just obsessed. And I just want to bottle it up and experience it every second of every day. Yeah. Something that you just said about society giving up on them. And what's so crazy is how young this is happening to these people. We're talking uh, about They talk about 12. Even younger. Nine. Nine. Twelve. A baby. Yeah. Feeling out of place in the world from their earliest memories and feeling rejected in the world, you know, in their earliest memories and like they're never going to be accepted into goodness. And we talked this week about society crimes because you talk about crimes that these men have committed and they were very forthright this week, actually. There was a lot of guys. Very much so. There was a lot of guys that were really forthright, which is a little more rare, but I think it's only rare because we don't ask them to do that. Exactly. Like they're all pretty, I'm sure, willing to talk about it, but it's not ever a question of going around being like, so what did you do to get here, you know? But there was a lot of guys that were candidly forthright this week about what had transpired, you know? And there was the discussion around society crimes and the ways that our world has been built to support the agenda of the people in charge 
and to terrorize poor communities, inner city communities, communities of color, communities of color. And I loved that term so much because I think I've talked about this, but there's a 100% responsibility clause. You know, we all take 100% responsibility for our part in anything that we've inflicted. But with that comes me as a woman in society, a white woman in society, although I may not have personally inflicted, understanding how society has been built to benefit me and harm others and really recognizing that. Right. It's not that I, you know, have gotten up and spent my days terrorizing, but it's that this world is built for me to succeed and it's really built for a lot of people to fail and they have to fight and claw to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I... And the world ignores that. that it, it ignores that structure. It ignores that structure and it denies that structure. Yeah. It denies that what is being done to marginalized people and marginalized communities has a direct impact on everyone's lives. But we continue to operate within the same systems and structures and then blame individuals for the outcomes. Yep. So you say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why can't you figure this out? Why can't you do this, do that. I think there's a really- Overcome. Yeah. Overcome, overcome, overcome. No matter what happens to you in your life, overcome. It's your responsibility to overcome that. It's your responsibility to heal yourself without any resources or support at all. Any resources or support. They make very conscious decisions to look at the scope of their lives, everything that's been done to them and everything they've done to others. And the perspective that they choose is, despite everything that was done to me, I take full accountability for my actions and I do not blame what was done for me for the decisions that I made. They want to understand their responses to the trauma in their lives so that they can break cycles and share understanding with others and interrupt potential further trauma from being passed around like a virus. So we have heard Mm -hmm. recently and they have the full intention of using the challenges of their lives to benefit others Mm -hmm. and to interrupt cycles of trauma and violence. They have that full intention and they take full accountability with zero blame. Yeah. Like we are blaming in a way that they do not. I want to make that really clear. We are blaming right now. But I do think that it's our responsibility to raise these issues and to talk about them openly and honestly because I don't think that they're talked about enough. And even when I talk about them, I'm speaking on them with passion, but my intention is not to speak on them with aggression because the whole point of wanting to share any any of this is to inspire full accountability within all of us to care about what's happening to other people, but also potentially to inspire people to to feel like they could be a part of the healing of their greater community, you mm-hmm. know, and, and of their own healing. Because I cannot explain how healing these experiences are to go in and, and not just, it, it doesn't just have to be in the way that we're doing it right now, but trauma separates community heals and to invest yourself into some community that you feel inspired to connect to that you care about is just so meaningful. And it, the impact is insane on you and everybody around you. Yeah. Something that kind of spurred in my mind from what you just said was 
this is a known thing. So this is something that we can discuss, but about the ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences. And one of the ACEs is if you, under the age of 18, had someone in your family or immediate close relatives that went to prison and you're supposed to step forward and acknowledge that, whatever. So every circle that I've ever been in, to be honest, most of the men step forward on that question. And then it's followed up. The leader of the group says, so if anyone who has kids here and whoever has kids raises their hand and then she'll say, so anyone who has kids that your child already has one ace just by you being here. You know what I mean? And whenever she says that, I look around. Have you ever looked around the room when she said that? Of course. And you can see on their faces. And I know that the thing is, is so much of the pain that these men carry is the shame of the pain they've inflicted on their families, on their communities, anything like that. You know what I mean? And so they, they're processing that, you know, they're harming their child by being away from them. But just, I think, being able to kind of put a label to it of realizing, like, it just takes one ace for an individual to struggle through yeah. life. You know what I mean? You don't have to have four, five, six, eight of them. It just takes one. And so you can see the the responsibility on their faces of the heartbreak on their faces, honestly, you can see. Yeah. Of realizing that their lives had led them to this place and that their children were paying for it, suffering yeah, because of it, you know? But again, this is all stuff that these guys, I know, and they have a lot of free time and I know that they think about this stuff, but it's the responsibility aspect of it, of kind of taking full responsibility for every angle of their this, impact. Yeah, their impact and all of our impacts, yeah. I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. All of our impacts, taking responsibility and understanding what is ours to own and what's not ours to own. And there are a lot of things in mine and Carly's community. There's a lot of othering, you know what I mean? Yes. And so much, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. I don't know why you can't do it because I could do it. Yeah. Guys, guys, I know why they couldn't do it. I think that a beautiful response to having privilege is to acknowledge where it doesn't exist and to accept that that's real and true. Yeah. And that it a, plays a massive role in the way that our communities look and in the way that, that the world feels right now. Mm-hmm. We all want to believe that we are good. And I think that we are. I think that our cores are beautiful, And I witness people come in and and they're like, this is the first time I've ever come in here. You know, I don't know what to expect, blah, blah, blah. And by the end of the day, they're like, holy shit, I'm forever changed. And all it took was taking the opportunity that was given to them to listen to other people and believe them. I mean, it's it's pretty much impossible not to believe them when you're that close Mm -hmm. in proximity to them emoting on the level that they choose to do, which I'm so grateful and feel so blessed to witness it. But you don't have to be guilty for your privilege. But I believe that it's an opportunity given to you to give back in some way, shape, or form. And I believe that when you take the opportunity, you are giving space for the humanity in others that you maybe can't relate to. And that in and of itself validates all of the shit that they go through and gives them the opportunity to feel human and to feel heard and understood and like they belong somewhere and like they're supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. And that goes such a long way in people having the ability to figuratively pull up their bootstraps and invest into themselves when other people are not investing into them, but believing them is investing into them. 
in my opinion, it is. I agree. I definitely agree. Another thing that comes up every time I go in there is the concept of your body and your mind and your spirit being your home. Yes, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say that. So I don't think many of us feel safe in our bodies, in our minds. And that's definitely not something that the men that we've been interacting with were set up for success on, you know, to have a strong sense of self, self-worth, self-respect, self-confidence, any of that stuff. And they look for that validation externally. And we look for that validation externally. Like, look at how we interact with each other with social media and we're constantly seeking validation, you know, and how we interact in relationships, romantic relationships, and how much anxiety, anxious attachment and avoidant attachment we see in modern dating. And we're constantly seeking homes outside of ourselves. And this was actually something that it was kind of my mantra for the longest time of I've finished my quest of seeking a home outside of myself. Mm. I've tried to build a home on a foundation of somebody else's validation so many times and it's crumbled every single time. And it has never left me with the lasting peace and knowing of my worth and my value to this planet. Me neither, girl. No. And I think that that's something that most of us struggle with is to find that inner knowing and that inner confidence and that inner belief that we matter and that we're here for a reason and a purpose and that when we leave, we will have made the impact that we were supposed to make. Mm -hmm. And so when I see these men and the trajectory of their lives of not getting crucial validation from their supporting cast, you know, their parents, potentially other family members, teachers, any adult that has the potential to make an impact on them. And they didn't receive that return of validation. And so for their foundation to be set at a level of truly believing that they don't matter at all, and then them continuing down the path where their behavior reflects that belief of seeking validation, you know, from friends or gangs or anyone who will make them feel safe in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. When they're terrified and they're lonely and they're confused and again, moving forward, their behavior is constantly a, a reflection of that belief. And then to get to a point where we get to all sit in a room with each other and all admit to each other that none of us feels like we're worth anything mm -hmm. and we're all struggling with it and our behaviors are all a reflection of the exact same thing of feeling like we are unworthy and we are not enough. And like those are core beliefs that have been built from a very young age to come full circle and get to a point where they understand the absolute necessity of making your body and your mind and your spirit your home and then investing into that is just something that inspires me every single time because that's the bully that I wrestle with in my own mind all the time mm -hmm. of feeling like I don't have a safe home to return to. And it's just, it's been a mantra for so long. And this experience of going in and hanging out with them and getting to know them and listening to them and relating to them has just further solidified that mantra to me of for the rest of my life, I am my ride or die. Mm -hmm. And I have to put the effort in to building my foundation within myself, first and foremost. Yeah. 
When we were sitting there this week, we were next to a guy named Travis who was so lovely. And he was asking, he was asking Carly and I about movies and things like that. And then he asked me what I like to watch. And I told him that I like to watch documentaries. And he was like, have you watched Five Block yet? And I told him, I don't know what that is. And he was like, we did a documentary in here in Building Five. It's called Five Block. You can watch it on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, I absolutely will. Those are the type of documentaries that I do like to watch. And so I watched it last night. And first of all, it was so lovely. I highly recommend it. It was like 50 minutes long. So it's not too long or anything like that. But the lead guy in it, Hoser, is uh, an incarcerated man at the prison that we were at this week. And he kind of takes you around day in the life. And I'm telling you all of this to say he displays the craziest ability to escape his circumstance and live in the beauty of his mind. Yeah. To me. Like Carly and Carly watched it right after and, Mm -hmm. and thought the same thing. But as someone who lives in their head a lot, just watching this guy live in these circumstances and he has for a very long time and his spirit is so, it transcends those walls in ways and his attitude and how he looks at life and his dreams and goals and his ability to escape his physical circumstance and live in the joy of his body. You can tell there's just joy flowing in this guy's body. And also his commitment to transforming himself. Yeah, it's crazy. We hold ourselves to certain ideas of who we maybe once were. And just the freedom that he gives himself to become someone new mm-hmm. and someone that he loves and respects and believes in. Somebody who's capable of persevering through intensely restrictive and challenging and emotionally and mentally and physically deprived circumstances to become that person every single day. He's constantly becoming the person that he wants to be. I want to be constantly becoming Mm -hmm. the person that I want to be. I don't want to hold myself to past narratives. I don't want to hold myself to future narratives of what I think I'm supposed to be. I want to be becoming the person that I know I am, like constantly creating that person. Yeah. He had a crazy way of reclaiming his worth, too. I could see it on his, just as we were talking about earlier, the narratives and messages that are being pumped into these guys from the youngest age that they can remember is that you're not shit. Yeah. And when they come to prison, especially if they have a certain type of sentence, if it's if it's a, you know, 25 to life or a life without or long sentence, they are told from the jump from people who are in charge, you are never leaving here. So get really comfortable. This is all you will ever see and you will die here. You know what I mean? And so many of them express, and I'm not talking about even in these groups, I'm talking about podcasts that I listen to and just people that I follow on social media and stuff, that that narrative right there spurs them to just fuck it. It's so dangerous. Fuck it. It's so dangerous. What do I have to live for? You just told me I'll never see outside these four walls and I know nothing else but this life. So fuck it. You know what I mean? And the way that this guy has had every single narrative and then some pumped into him, because you can just tell, you just know people have degraded this dude Mm -hmm. along the way and how he has claimed to be exactly who he knows he is in his heart and in his soul. And he lives through that despite anybody else. Yeah. When what they have to say, goals, holy shit. It's so inspiring to me. When I was watching him, I was like, man, I'm trying to be like you, Hoser. I Mm want to be like, I want to be like him. Like, he's special. And 
this is the type of stuff that I'm seeing with my own two eyes and that Carly's seeing with her own two eyes. The, the level of will to live and will to thrive through everything. It was, and I watched not it. in a solo way though. Yeah. It's so community oriented. Like it's not toxic individualism. It's not, I'll get mine in whatever possible way. Because that's the concept that opens the door to making decisions that are harmful to others. And whether it's committing a crime against someone or just being manipulative to someone or being greedy or taking advantage of people or lying to people or stepping on people to make your way to the top of wherever you're trying to get, like all of that is harmful behavior. And we do it all the time out of the concept of toxic individualism, which is that my needs and getting what I need is of the ultimate importance above anybody else's experience around me. That is the concept that separates us from each other. Yeah. Trauma separates. Toxic individualism separates. Community heals. Community uplifts. When we uplift each other, we uplift ourselves. It's just the nature of life. We are social creatures. We are meant to protect each other. And in modern day, it doesn't necessarily mean fighting off tigers so that the tribe survives. It means caring about the emotional, mental, spiritual well-being and the needs of those around us. And so it is our responsibility to invest into other people if we want to live in a world that is supportive, loving, accepting, allows you to be a human being and not be perfect. We can't expect the world to be good when we don't care about anybody else but ourselves. How could that possibly be a good world where goodness is the core value of everybody involved in the society that you live in, you know? Yeah. Goodness equals care and caring about other people outside of yourself. Word. What was the most standout part for you this week? To me, this week, I heard some really, really dark, tragic life stories this week. And the fear to share that truth, but the willingness to do it anyways. Yeah, you guys, it's crazy. The craziest shit to me every time, every time. Just to open yourself up in a space when you've never felt safe before. And admittedly, prison is not safe. At all. This is not a safe place. We are not trying to market prison as some safe healing place where everybody is healing. No, what we're trying to do is open up a window to the potential and the depth of raw humanity and craving for love and the ability to change and the willingness to do so and the lengths that these men will go to when they're invested in to heal themselves and then to give back to the community. Yeah. Like it exists there, but not even remotely enough because we aren't investing into them. Like, why would you expect someone who's been so deeply harmed and traumatized throughout their life and then exploited by the systems that should have helped them mm -hmm. as kids that have locked them in cages and dehumanized them and made them feel like they're not worth anything and then putting all of those people together who are so traumatized and in fear for their life, who have been in fear for their lives at all times and have built up defense mechanisms to survive, mm -hmm. it's not safe. It is not a safe place and it is not a place that promotes healing. But for the facilities that have started to provide resources for those individuals and that have brought in human beings who want to invest in them, 
who want to teach them, who want to hear them, who want to know them, who want to heal with them, the response to that investment is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And we want to shine a light on what investing into people does for them, but for us. So to bring it back, to watch people who have never felt safe and who really aren't safe where they are, expose themselves anyways for the sake of their own healing and for even the slightest potential of them to feel like they belong and like they matter, just to watch that fear and the overcoming of that fear and just the raw feeling of vulnerability that I know they avoid Mm -hmm. to survive and then for them to reap the rewards from that vulnerability of love and acceptance and understanding and grace and then to witness their gratitude for those responses and it's just it just moved me in a different sort of way and I just wanted to run up to every single one of them and just shove my love into their spirit and just be (laughs) like I love you I love you I love you so much like never stop doing what you're doing never let anyone deter you from what you're doing never buy into the belief that you aren't worthy ever again you know like Hold on to this feeling that you have right now and recreate it in any way you possibly can as often as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Remember how good it felt to show yourself and to look somebody else in the eye who was showing themselves and to respect them for it. You know, like remember that feeling and recreate it as often as you possibly can and never let it go. Yeah. The thing that continues to surprise me every time I do one of these is the level of honesty that people show up with. Yeah. And I've really learned that it takes a spark plug. And once that spark plug is ignited and the spark plug is a person that decides to take it deep, you know what I mean? Or moments that a group of individuals decide to take it deep and that kind of sets the tone for what the day will be, Mm -hmm. or at least that exercise will be. Mm -hmm. And it continues to shock and delight me, honestly, to watch these guys show up in these moments and own that shit. Yeah. They own that shit every time. And every time I feel like they're going to hold back because my instinct would be to hold back to protect myself in front of my peers. She was just talking about this. Our motivation is to create trauma-informed prisons and communities inside of there. But that's not how our system is run right now from Mm -hmm. the top down at Mm -hmm. all, like at all, at all, at all. You know, the last six years have been the most promising probably in our entire history of mass incarceration for programs and maybe the last 10 years, I guess. But still, I can't even explain to you how many people need so much help. You know what I mean? And in all different ways and access to opportunity and we don't give it to them. And that's one of our motivations. But Yeah, it just amazes me. It amazes me that they reveal themselves in front of their peers and their peers welcome it so deeply and Mm -hmm. they meet them there. Guys that don't know each other, guys that aren't of the same race, guys that aren't, you know, friends or whatever it is, they meet each other there and it's, fuck, it's amazing. It really is nothing short of inspiring every time. When you know you're going to be spending your time with these men and or women, because that is also on the agenda. Mm Mm-hmm. What is your intention for your time spent with them? And what is something that you want to leave them with? You know, it's funny. I had to get clear on my intent. Before I went, I really wanted to know exactly why I was going. And so I spent a good amount of time kind of getting clear with myself of where I was at. And I think that my intention is to kind of go there and be a sister and be a person that 
shows up and they know that they're not only not going to be judged, but they're going to be seen for exactly who they are. And I'm there to spend time with them. I'm not an expert at anything. I have a little volunteer sticker on me. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It means that I show up there as a human being and I want to share my humanity with them and I'm desperate for them to share their humanity with me because what it does for me, I can barely put words to. And it it feels like an extension of my time spent with Ryan and it feels like the best use of my time in terms of them knowing that there are people out there that view them for exactly who they are, which is not a body and not a number and not a link in the chain, but for their first name and their last name and their story and who they are today and who they want to be tomorrow and even who they were a couple years ago, you know? And I think that part of this also is a reflection for me. I want to be able to do that for me too. And they inspire me. They hold a mirror up to me of the amount that they overcome, the amount of self-shame that they overcome, I honestly go for the shared humanity. I want them to know that there are people out here that see them for exactly who they are and not only see them, but love them and accept them for exactly who they are and want to see them shine genuinely. And I am healed in the process. Yeah. And there's an extension of my childhood and of my lifetime with Ryan that's continued through my time spent with these guys And it just feels special, you know? Yeah. And what I want to leave them with, yeah, I want to leave them with a knowing that they are worth something. They are worth a lot. And that there are people in the community, they talk so much about wanting to make the community proud and wanting to give back to the community that they've taken from. And that mattering a lot to them, them showing the world that they can show up. Yeah. And be who they are saying they are and who others are saying they are not, you know? And I just want them to feel empowered to continue to explore who they are and know that they're supported in doing so and that they're cared about, deeply cared about. A lot of these people do not have family that are coming to see them and that are tending to them. And I want them to know that I exist and Carly wants them to know that she exists and the other amazing volunteers are there and they are clearly displaying their allyship to them and it's it's really special. So I think that's really the message that I hope to send is just a loving sister and friend for them to feel safe with. Yeah. What about you? What do you want to leave them with? I think, yeah, I want to validate their existence. I want them to believe in themselves. I want them to get the clarity that what they're doing right now matters and to continue walking the path that they're walking towards their healing and towards becoming the person that they know they are and that they want to be. I want them to feel loved because I know that they don't Mm -hmm. feel loved often or ever. I want them to feel like they belong on this earth and like they have the power to make an impact and that what they have to share and their life experience is incredibly valuable and that others can benefit because of their existence and their perseverance and their surviving everything, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. They have wisdom to share, serious wisdom, and I want to empower them to share it 
And yeah, honestly, I just want them to feel so loved. That's a huge thing. I just, I want them to have a day of their life where they feel they're not being judged and where they feel they can express themselves and where they feel they can release some of the tension that they hold internally and just soak up positive energy and love and care that Mm -hmm. they desperately need. Well, you definitely do a great job at that. Thank you. That is definitely, definitely conveyed in your existence in that space. I've seen it myself. So mission accomplished. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, if you've listened through, we're very passionate about this. And every time we, we come out of an experience, we do so many debriefs with each other because we're just learning so much about our hearts and about what we care about. And if we didn't share it here, it would just be hiding such a massively important part of our lives and part of who we are becoming. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. If you care, thank you so much for caring. Honestly, care matters so much to me. Just yeah. caring about each other and about each other's life experience, that just matters so much to me. So if you care, I just love you so fucking much. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. And if you're interested in seeing photos, we're going to do our best to continue to post as much as we get. We don't take photos ourselves, but we're provided with photos occasionally. But Carly has, it's not on the Safe Space Instagram, but it's on Carly's personal Instagram. A really nice scroll through that you can just put some faces to the experience and kind of see it. And we're so excited to figure out ways in the future to continue to display these guys to the world and just show them off. so that you can really humanize the process yourself and get some insight into what we're doing and also to just continue to break down barriers of fear and lack of understanding and to just facilitate the possibility for more compassion on this planet hell yeah from each side to the other hell yeah i love you so much love you guys so much love you sister love you more okay bye